It's Mal and it's Kels. So yeah, so here we are. We're we're talking about this today because as we move through season two of No Surprises on the creative process, right? Um, one of the bigger points that like came out in preseason research um, was this importance of taking breaks. Um, and we had a lot of guests um, that we were eyeing and no one really, um, this feels like it applies to almost everyone. So the idea is that you know, when you're a creator, um, there's a couple of ways you, you set yourself up. And, and I went on a deep dive in some research land, one of my favorite things. And I started reading this book, um, the art of thought by Graham Wallace. It was originally published in 1926, but essentially what it was, was the first, um, way in which someone had sort of theorized and put forth this idea of stages in a creative process. Um, and so this is still like sort of remains true today. The book went out of, uh, print and it came back into print, uh, pretty recently, I want to say, but these stages are, there's this process of preparation. So that's like the research you do, whatever. So like in effect in, in the meta world, like reading a book about the creative process was me preparing for this. Um, then there's this moment of incubation, um, incubation is kind of what we're talking about right now. So it's this like taking a break, walking away moment. Um, there's illumination, which is when that idea <laughs> bubbles to the surface. And then there's verification. And verification is just the testing of these ideas um, and just seeing if they in fact work and working on them themselves. So we're talking about incubation because when you're building something really creative, when you're working on something that's visual or designy or whatever, a lot of times you get to a point where you have to, I don't know, just like generally ideate and come up with something cool. Um, and in those moments, um, taking a break is important. I actually did it with the marketing team as we were preparing for this season. As I was reading this book, I posed to the group a question, how do you nurture creativity? And I said, okay, cool. We're not talking about this again for two weeks. I don't want you to think about it. I just want you to note like what kind of comes up, what comes to mind, what ideas bubble forth. And then we started brainstorming about the season. Um, and yeah, between that and like talking to some of our guests, it's just like really important. People go out and take walks. They, um, you know, one of our favorite ones at week, the website is shutting down your laptop. Um, but yeah, so that's why we're here in our self-care best um, with our emotional support animals. Yeah, I, we did a, a conversation one time, a little round table with the developers about um, boundaries and holding your boundaries with clients. And Shelly started off by saying, uh, is this an intervention? <laughs> and I feel a little bit like, um, is this an intervention? <laughs> Because I'm in definitely one of those like hard grind periods where it's just like uh, there, it seems to be very hard to, to justify taking breaks. But at the same time, it, it's funny how your body and your brain just sort of overrides. Like yesterday. Well, think of it this way too. You're in the verification process. You're not, you're past this. So the create, we're talking about that moment when you're like, you've got all these ideas bubbling forth and you're like, where do I put them? What does it become? How do I structure this? 
Well, and I feel like it's interesting because you kind of have to like figure out how to microdose that during even the verification process, because it's like, you can come to things with a really clear idea, but then you hit a point where you're like, Oh God, I have to like, think about this because I'm sure you felt this way too, Mal. Like there's just points where you feel like you're just pushing on a boulder that won't move. And you're like, Oh, okay. I can't keep pushing on this until I stop and like rest, right. Let my brain just sort of like mellow and chill. And then that's when all like the fun ideas come out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you're dreaming up something before it becomes a thing, before you start actually working on that thing, you live in this sort of nebulous world of your brain where you're just like, where, what is this going to become? How, how do I do this? Um, and it's sort of a collection of, and this is where I'm always like, this is where research is really important. This is why like reading and doing all like keeping up with what's going on on the internet is important because those things you just store in your mind grapes, right? You just let them simmer. You let them ferment and you let them become the fine wines. Like there's really, you are the tool of creativity. It's really just like being like, it's not really natural for ideas to always just come off uh, when you're just calling it a tool. Yeah, That's you're not appropriate. <laughs> but yeah, no, when you when you're using these these um, ideas of taking a break or whatever. Um yeah, sorry, I, I totally lost my train of thought just then because well, because I I called you a tool. I get what you're saying though. Like it's you have to be able to kind of fill your internal library. So that when your brain has a snippet of an idea and it's ready to go on its like journey of pulling different things together, there's stuff there. But if you, if you're just constantly exhausting that source and you're not putting any new points of inspiration into the, into the library, it's going to be hard when it comes time to innovate. And I think I've been loving, we introduced a design inspiration channel, uh, on our Slack and this year, our devs have just gotten like really into share and not even our devs, I should say our team members. I love, and I, I love that we get from everybody, but like people will come across something they just think is cool on the internet and they'll just throw it in there. And I've found that channel to be so um, lovely because it really is a place where your brain can, you can kind of just like shut off for a second and look through and like let your mind wander through some of these things that the people on your team think are cool, um, to kind of stock that like bank up, which is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that like to be a creator, you have to constantly be adding to this knowledge and learning more. Um, and it's hard. That's like a whole lot to take in, but just like any, any sort of big life event. Like you gotta let things simmer. You gotta let them process. You gotta, you gotta take breaks. You, you gotta, that's why our marketing team takes breaks every couple months because we're not machines. Like I know that there's AI out there and we can, we can make it right things these days, but when we like quality over quantity, like instead of pushing out all of this content all of the time, it's sort of like, take a break. 
let things simmer. Let's like package these ideas in a way that is really easy to follow, fun to follow. It's like a user journey. Um, Yeah, I find that hard to do. I find it hard to prioritize that because I think the stakes for a lot of things feel really high right now. And it's just something that I feel like very challenged by of, I don't tend to be a person who like has an idea and then will like take a lot of quiet time with it. I'm definitely someone who seems to ideate in a like more active space So I think that that's something that I feel like you're very good at and you have definitely helped encourage me to over the years. But for me, it's something I really struggle with because I think I feel a lot of pressure to like constantly be moving to the next thing to keep progressing forward. And I know that that's not sustainable, but I also think like, Um, I, this is just something that I'm like really going through in my own day-to-day life is finding space for rest because not to be my own therapy session, but like, it just feels like there it's, it's hard to justify taking that time, even though I know in my brain, it's a part of the creative process. Yeah. And I think it's just a part of sustainability. (laughs) Well, I keep, can't keep can't keep running. Or as my therapist loves to tell me, she loves to remind me, she's like, you can't be with the momentum and you can't guide things. You can only do one, pick one. You can be the leader or you can be the momentum bringer. You got to pick one. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that, uh, taking breaks and taking pause was a hard learned lesson in my life. Um, I am a churn and burner. I am constantly working on at least 10 projects at once. I understand that that is the thing that brings me a lot of joy and purpose in my life. And so I prioritize it, which means that after, I don't know, my 20th episode of absolute burnout and a mental breakdown decided that it couldn't happen anymore. And that was because like, I had to adjust to the own structure I had set up in my life. It's like, you know, you're choosing these things. I had chose that I choose this path of basically like, it's like the brain version of restless link syndrome or, um, you know, it's my lovely again, therapist, Sonia likes to tell me, you know, people don't know what it's like in your head when, when they think about all of these things I'm constantly working on or doing, they're like, you don't know what it's like in your head though. So they don't really understand the struggle with it. And the struggle is that there's always this tension between what should I be doing? What's making me happy right now? It's the shoulds and the coulds versus like where you're at in this moment, what's bringing you joy and what helps you sustain that. And the only way I can sustain it is doing stuff like coming out here to Mexico city for three months, um, where I isolate myself a little bit. This is all super specific to me. Right. And that's why I say, and like, it's a really hard learned and earned lesson because, um, I I can't tell you how many times I got myself into pickles where I was like, this isn't good, but this was again, like very specific to my story and my journey. And I knew that I'm like this isolation period, this period where I take myself out of the country, take myself out of the bubble that I'm living in work. And I go out and I experience things 
And I kind of just let my brain be still. And I take my free time and I basically wipe it clean. I've been doing a lot since I've been down here right now. And I just basically told myself as, as my boyfriend laughed, like for the next three weeks until my parents get here, I'm doing nothing. I am doing nothing. There needs to be a moment of nothing because I start to notice like, my God, I'm sleeping 10 hours a night. And I know that sleep is elusive for many people in this world, but I've always held it in the top of top to be top of priorities of my day where it's like, I get seven hours of sleep, ideally eight. I do not budge on it. It's why I don't have children. Um, and so for me, I'm like sleeping 10 hours a day. I'm like, something's not right. Something's not right. Something's not right. And so that's when I'm like, I got to take a break. I got to do nothing. I got to stare at a wall. Um, and let my brain just be, unfortunately, that is when all of the ideas start coming. Um, so it is, it's like that tension. You have to learn how to live in this ground with it. We are like, Oh, okay. I'm starting to recognize some signs. Time to take some breaks. Um, okay, let's do like- a fun, let's do a microburst topic. What is describe your most, describe your most restful, relaxing day. You wake up, from wake up to head on the pillow, what's that look like for you? Oh boy. Um, <clears throat> I have to think about this for a second. Um, I wake up, I immediately I drink a bunch of water. This is really specific, but I promise it's going somewhere. I drink a bunch of water and then I start caffeinating myself, usually with some sort of tea. Um I like to take those moments as the break moments. So I usually will sit outside. So if I, mornings are my thing. So I will wake up really early just so I have alone time so I can charge up for the day. So regardless of anything, that is how my day starts is like that. And then I take Dexter for a walk, usually before there's a lot of people on the streets because crowds make me panic. Then I'm probably reading. um, Someone is cooking for me all day. (laughs) Something that is very like, and delicious. And I am, ah, what is like a restful relaxing? I mean, it's usually just walks outside. It's a ton of walks outside. I know it sounds contradictory, but it's that. And then it's usually a little bit of a museum. I'll always find myself in an art museum when I need to restore myself. It's just like a siren. I just get called back to the mothership. What about you? (sighs) Wake up naturally like when my body wants to wake up, not, we'll just leave it at that. Uh, walk somewhere for breakfast, sit outside, read while I'm drinking my coffee, have some, something delicious to eat, uh, go home, take a nap, get up, go to like a slow yoga class outside. It's like 70 degrees, 72 degrees. Uh, and then I come home and someone's cooked a really nice meal for me. I, oh, wait, in the afternoon after yoga, I go get a massage. Yeah. And then I come home, dinner, watch a movie, read a book, and then go to bed. Heaven. I love how we're both like, someone's cooking for us. Someone's cooking <laughs> for us. Most importantly, someone's cleaning. Also, yeah. I walked into my house and it's clean. Someone's cleaned it. (laughs) It's clean. And the windows are open. I wake up and the house is clean. The windows are open. 
the the breeze is blowing through there's music playing I did you have a music house like did your parents play music all the time when in the house when you were growing up I don't remember it as a major memory but we did listen to a lot of music my dad's like a the soundtrack guy like he Mm. he has he he has he'll like set a mood for whatever room you're in or like whoever's around. And so I associate that with like a really relaxing summer day at home is um, there's just like music playing. The windows are open. There's light. Yeah. Right. He's a vibe. He's a vibe creator. He is. I think in another lifetime, my dad would have been like an amazing DJ. He's, he is currently a very good DJ. Um, but he also has great DJ sense of humor that like, he'll play a song <laughs> that will make you laugh or like put you slightly on blast. It's great. He also I is really it. into that song from, uh, the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack that goes, Ooga Shaka, Ooga, Ooga, Ooga oh, Shaka. When you stop hold this me. feeling. And your arms so oh, tight. Oh, hooked on a feeling. Let me know. Everything's all right. Ah. Just want to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Actually, what are you drinking? I'm drinking iced coffee. Mm. I actually have to say, I think I did like a good balance of rest and work this weekend. And that's why I'm saying like, I'm in more of a microdose rest kind of state where, especially with my son, like I want to figure out how to be a very high accomplishing individual who like does a lot, but also I want Jasper to feel like I was always there with him, like focused in the moment. So I think mornings are so important for that. And I do find that when I put everything aside to like go to the park with him, I find that I am able to be present with him, but like my brain is kind of churning on these ideas and you know, it'll often be like walking back from the park, pushing his stroller, seeing things through his eyes that I'll, I'll think about things in different ways. So I think like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how it can be really difficult. I think for people to think like, well, how do I set aside a period of rest? And I think if you can even just give yourself like a little like scooch aside in the day to be like, here's 10 minutes that I'm going to stretch my legs, walk outside. Like we say we've around the office. We're like, huh? Well, Raina, you said this, you said touch moss. And that has become mm-hmm. like a little catchphrase. Jules, I'll like walk over and be like, does anyone want to touch moss? Has anyone touched moss today? And we'll just go outside. We'll do like one spin around the block and then come back. And I think yeah. it's like that micro burst of okay, I got to take my brain offline. I got to stop looking at a screen and let everything just sort of like settle back in. And then you come to it with a fresh vision, which is so nice. But um, I think I actually did a pretty good job this weekend of like alternating work with, um, at one point I just laid on the ground and stared at this guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, those are the, the best brain. moments. Those are the best moments. I, did I think I would like be happier. Hour last night. Yeah, I think I would be happier if I lived somewhere where I could do that year round because- like it's tough in the winter to not feel like you can really do that. And people are like, well, just get out and walk around anyway in the snow. I'm happy for them that that creates the same <laughs> chemical situation in their brain. I am of the desert. I am not. Yeah, you grew up in the desert. I, like, you know, snow is recreation or it is uh, chaos, but it is not relaxation for me unless I'm watching it 
from a fireplace with like a hot toddy in my hand and maybe yeah. a scrabble splayed out before me ready for my bon mots you know it's just not yeah. the same yeah That's anyway vacations are far you can still go on vacation to somewhere warm oh god I want to go on vacation so badly right now like I want to sit and drink a, a daiquiri on a beach chair with like every fiber of my being I don't know if I've ever wanted anything more I know I think every time I walk past this like large pond in the park nearby because for the record I might be in Mexico City and people are always like oh my god it's so great so relaxing I'm like I work a full-time job and I have other side projects I'm working on I I, I'm not vacationing here but it is warm and it is beautiful and every time I walk near this pond where all these geese are I always think to myself man give me one of these geese right now except like you know like a bit I'm like if I could have a net like one of those natural pond like pools that all links together there's like a swim up bar and someone's coming around the corner and he's like Mallory would you like some fresh pineapple and I'm like yes please and then they're like here's a face mask and I'm like in this scenario does this individual put the pineapple on a plate for you to eat or do they put it gently in your mouth oh gosh well in this scenario I'm probably on it with my own hand, but I'm not going to say no to someone. I don't want to get my hand sticky. I think it's a bummer that we like, okay, I get that we have a lot more rights now, but I do feel like there was an era where maybe at least one of us could be the kind of lady that got to splay out on a satay while someone fed us grapes. And I just think like, you know, that's not really something that happens anymore. No, it doesn't. I would have been burned at the stake by the time I was like 16. I definitely would have been a kitchen wench. <laughs> Ooh, yes, yes, you know, yes. You, you have know, the verses for it. You know I've got big wench energy. It's fine. Yeah, it's correct. <laughs> it's fine. It's correct. Who am I, I kidding? big burn at the stake energy. I wear contacts. I would have been <laughs> dead in 45 minutes. Like I think about that all the time. I'm like, evolution has served me well in this time period for I would be dead if born any earlier. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What um, else, Mal? Is there anything else that we haven't talked about uh, vis-a-vis rest and creativity? Um, maybe let's um, let's wrap her up on a note of um, you know, we talked about what our favorite or most ideal rest and relaxation phase would be, but um, maybe what's one thing you're going to do this summer to encourage that? Oh, I am going to my cabin for the first two weeks in July and I am putting every ounce of my energy into getting things done in June so that when I'm up there, I can like reinvent, uh, the, 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 the deadly sin of sloth. Like I want people to be like concerned about how slow I'm moving. So we, I mean, I say that we're hosting like a big family camping trip and, um, yeah, I just want to be able to like really prioritize that time this summer to kind of recoup all of the energy I've put into like our business first, this book that I'm wrapping up and this course that I'm doing, I'm trying to like prioritize getting all that stuff done now so that I can use time this summer to rest 
knowing that, you know, I've done a lot of indoor time in the last couple, you know, of months, tap, tap, tapping away like keyboard cat. Oh, indoor time. Yeah. That. How about you? Um, I think I've got a summer, a bit of a summer ahead of me. So my thing is that I always like to plan ahead like these chunks of time. And you know that around my birthday, that's always usually a, a time when I uh, go away and it's like a good natural break. So I think I'm like really going to plan some wonderful like trip away somewhere super relaxing um, for like a week where I can just completely shut down and do nothing. Um, that's what I'm what I'm gunning for. Until then, I will be taking my little breaks at the local pools here um, and all that. that fun stuff. But ooh, and yeah. visiting my family, I get to do that. Fun, a lot of lake time. Perfect. All right, awesome. Well, um, this has been great. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, Barnes and Noble. Uh, Target, your local Jewel Osco, <laughs> yes, Bonds, no, yes, Apple, Spotify, all the fun stuff, and uh, yeah, we'll be back with more around creativity in the second season of No Surprises. Wee, Ta-da.